Talk Wellness Now, unpacking the misconceptions of therapy is our topic. There are plenty of myths surrounding therapy, from it's a last resort, or not many people go, or it's only for people with a mental health diagnosis. And many of these myths about how therapy works and whether it's actually helpful still persist in modern times. If these myths go unresolved, they can prevent people from seeking professional help and getting the support they need. And the reality is that therapy can be tremendously helpful, whether it's one experiencing anxiety or wanting to strengthen their relationships or yearning to go on a journey of self-acceptance. Therapy is very important. So let's uh, talk about these myths and how we can demystify them. But this is a, a, a courtesy of Psych. Central. This is according to Psych Central, uh, what we just read for you now. Uh, Paula Quincy joins us, relationship expert and author, to talk about this quite important topic. Paula, happy Tuesday. How are you? Hi, Sandra. Happy Tuesday to you and the listeners. So why, why are there myths around? I mean, we know therapy can be helpful. Why, what results in us having myths uh, that are negative about therapy? The whole stigma around seeking help is that it's a sign of weakness, that we're unable to cope with situations in life or deal with situations in life. And, you know, this comes from generations and decades before, particularly when it comes to gender roles and gender stereotyping. And, um, and, you know, unfortunately, that prevents a lot of people from speaking up and getting help, as you mentioned. Is it maybe also because we might see therapy as something that is ongoing? And maybe we don't understand that it's not a once-all fix, you know, you you don't just go once and then you're fixed immediately. It it is a process, and because of that, then people feel like it's not working. Absolutely, you know, um, depending on what the situation is and what you're seeking help with, it's not going to be fixed in one session necessarily. Um, Depending on the severity um, or the intensity of the situation, it could take um, a number of sessions that could even take months or years, you know, especially when there's extreme trauma involved. And I think, you know, there's this, this misperception that you're going to be in therapy forever because that's what we see in the movies and that's what we see, you know, on TV and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's not necessarily true. How much of it is as a result of the relationship with a therapist? So uh, whether you chose the correct one or not, that might have a bearing on, on uh, you know, whether you believe in therapy or not. Absolutely. Your your relationship with your therapist or whoever it is that you're seeing to get help plays a role because you need to feel safe with the person that you're talking to because you're potentially opening up and telling them some very real personal intimate stuff. So you need to feel safe. You need to feel that you can trust them. You need to have a, a connection or a rapport with them and you need to feel that they are equipped to, to help you with whatever it is that you're dealing with. So let's resolve then some of these myths. How do we choose a correct therapist for for you? And we, we don't want to say a correct therapist. We want to say a correct therapist for the individual. Yeah. So first of all, it's important to understand what it is it that you're looking for help for. So, you know, just like you have, for example, um, a soccer coach that helps a soccer team and a swimming coach that helps a swimmer, you need to understand what is it that you're looking for. Is it help with your relationship? Is it a help with, for your child? Is it help with um, career development? Because that would be the starting point of determining who do you go and look for, where do you go and find this person. But a lot of people generally get referrals from other people that have seen this person because, um, you know, we all go based on people that we trust and advice and recommendations from we, from people that we trust. 
So you can either search um, on Google or um, you can get recommendations from other friends that have, or friends of other people that have been to certain therapists um, for you to go and start off with. And then let's, how do we resolve the, the idea that people with mental health diagnosis are or the only ones that go for therapy? So at every single one of us at some point in our lives faces a challenging situation or a challenging time where we may need to speak to somebody just to bounce ideas off or just to think out aloud or, you know, just help us process what we're going through. And that's exactly what a therapist does, you know. There's also different kinds of therapists. So, yes, you get the clinical kind, which is the psychologist or psychiatrist, but you also get other kinds of therapists like registered counselors and even life coaches as well. What would you say then, just in, in general terms of wrapping this up in what you would want people to know and understand about therapy so that we don't hold these myths that might prevent us from seeking the help and support that we need that will ultimately you know, uh, end up in our growth and abundance? So I think, first of all, it, it's not a sign of weakness. It actually can be very beneficial to go and speak to someone that is, has an unbiased view of where you're at and, you know, they can help you navigate the, the way forward for you. It's great to go and talk to friends and family, but sometimes they can be biased because they're too close to the situation. And go and try a, a few therapists out if you want um, and get a feel for one that you feel comfortable with. It may take one or two visits to different ones. And that's, it's not a sign of weakness. It's, mm. it's okay to go and speak to someone and just get a different view and a different perspective. And to, you know, professionals are trained with, with tools and techniques and formulas to help you shift from where you are to where you want to go to and to be able to move forward in life. Mm. And it's not a last resort. And it, also it's not just a one-off thing that you just, you know, snap your fingers and things change. I mean, if we approach it the same way, I think, as fitness or uh, even, you know, when you start a new course, if you want to develop yourself in your career, it, it is a process. Absolutely, you know, and I think that's probably where a lot of the myth comes in because we live in this instant world of instant gratification. We want something and we want it now, but we're not necessarily prepared to to take the time to work through stuff mm. because if we don't work through our stuff, it will keep coming back and it will keep getting like us getting stuck in that space. So it's important to take the time to, to work through what you're going through. Some issues can be solved in two or three sessions. Others can be a lot longer, you know, especially if you're talking things like severe traumas or addictions. Yeah. Well, thanks again for talking to us, Paula. How do we connect with you? You can find me. I'm on all the social media platforms, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and on my website, paulaquinzy.com. Happy Tuesday again, Paula. Thanks to you and the listeners too. Thanks. Paula Quincy, relationship expert and uh, author, talking about unpacking the misconceptions.